Good morning, everybody. You are tuning into the news at Morning Mixtape. It is Monday, May 1st, and I'm your host, Mariana Schwetze, reporting for CJRU 12:80 a.m. in Toronto. And here are our top stories from today. The United States asked Canada to reimpose visa requirements for Mexico to control surge of crossings and northern border. Canada ends evacuation flights from Sudan over deteriorating security situation. And several areas in the Lower Thompson region in BC are under flood watch advisory. And then we'll hear from Ben with the segment on the TMU workers' strike. So let's get to the news. The United States administration has been asking Canada's government to consider reinstating visa requirements for Mexican nationals visiting Canada. According to CBC News, this is related to a sharp increase in illegal crossings from Canada into the U.S., who requires Mexicans to have a visa to enter. American border officials say some Mexican nationals are using Canada's visa-free rule to fly into the country and then cross the border into the U.S. Canada used to have a visa requirement instated in 2009 under the conservative government of Stephen Harper, but in 2016, the Trudeau government relaxed the restrictions. In an interview with CBC News chief political correspondent Rosemary Barton, U.S. Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas, whose department oversees border security and the enforcement of U.S. immigration laws, says the Biden administration has asked Canada to consider putting back in place the visa requirements for Mexican nationals. Mayorka said in the interview, We talk about this issue and many issues that impact the migration of people. I think that's a decision that the Canadian officials are going to make. Mayorkas was in Ottawa for the 2023 Canada-United States Cross-Border Crime Forum, alongside Attorney General Merrick Garland and their Canadian counterparts, Public Safety Minister Marco Mendicino and Justice Minister David Lametti. According to CBC's report, the Trudeau government says there are no plans for Canada to change the visa-free status for Mexican visitors. A spokesperson for Sean Fraser, Canada's Minister of Immigration, Refugees and Citizenship, said in a statement, Canada works closely with both the United States and Mexico on shared challenges, including border security. In collaboration with these partners, Canada has been monitoring migration trends from Mexico and has no plans to reimpose the visa requirement at this time. Internationally, as situation deteriorates in Sudan, the Canadian federal, federal government announces it will no longer offer evacuation flights out of the country. Two weeks of fighting between rival generals leading Sudan's military and a powerful paramilitary group known as the Rapid Support Forces have killed 425 civilians and wounded more than 2,000 as of yesterday, according to the Sudan Doctors Syndicate, which is monitoring casualties. The latest travel advisory on Sudan urged Canadians to avoid traveling to Wadi Sabina Air Base, north of the capital, Khartoum, where countries, including Canada, have organized flights for their citizens and others. In an updated travel notice issued this Saturday night, the federal government said Canadians who want to leave Sudan may be able to find commercial options through Port Sudan along the Red Sea, about 800 kilometers away from Khartoum. Speaking to reporters Sunday morning, Defense Minister Anita Anand confirmed that Canada led two more evacuation flights out of Sudan on Saturday, with both Royal Canadian Air Force CC-130 aircraft carrying approximately 205 passengers in total, including 60 Canadians. Canada's ambassadors to Sudan, Philippe Lepoux, also shared news of the latest evacuation efforts. He tweeted, 
Night Moves, another 200 or so Canadians and other nationalities successfully delivered out of Sudan to safety tonight. According to the Department of National Defense, approximately 400 Canadian citizens and permanent residents have been brought out of Sudan on national and allied flights. Still, and according to Defense Minister Anand, as of Sunday morning, about 230 Canadians in Sudan are still seeking assistance through Global Affairs Canada. Back in Canada, several areas in the Laurel Thompson region in British Columbia are under high flood warning. As of 8 a.m. on Sunday, areas under flood watch by the River Forecast Center include Cache Creek, Deadman River, Chris Creek, and Bonaparte River. A high stream flow advisory remains in place for parts of BC's interior. In, st in a statement, the River Forecast Center said a strong upper ridge that brought hot temperatures across the province is breaking down. Rivers have been rising in response to elevated snow melt runoff. And the center said the public should stay clear of fast-flowing bodies of water and about recreation activities near high stream flow rivers or streams. Well, that was it for me today, and I'll leave it with Ben for more news on Toronto Metropolitan University workers on strike. QP233 represents all custodians, groundskeepers, carpenters, electricians, fire alarm technicians, refrigeration mechanics and gas fitters, maintenance B mechanics, painters, plumbers, steam fitters, HVAC systems and control mechanics, general maintenance workers and student helpers. Basically, they're the ones keeping the TMU campus up and running behind the scenes, doing the work we often take for granted. But without them, our campus would be total chaos. I got one fan already. Yeah, we got a bigger one. You got one? Yeah, a big one. But since collective agreement negotiations with university management have reached a stalemate, these workers have decided they're tired of being ignored. As of Sunday, April 16th at 10 p.m., QP233 is on strike. TMU student Brian Thevaniaham and I went on campus two days before the strike to speak with some of the rank-and-file workers in QP233. We wanted to hear from them about the main issues in this labor dispute and to learn more about the essential role they play in our community. Uh, let's see if there's someone in the lunchroom. I don't know. This is generally, I think this is regarding the wages okay. and the pension. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. So these are the two grievances that the union had with the management. In 2021, TMU management suddenly announced that employees are required to chip in an extra 0.4% to the employee pension plan. This sudden increase occurred without consulting any of the bargaining units impacted by the adjustment. At the time, one of the impacted bargaining units, the Faculty Association, fought back, and they filed a complaint against this sudden increase. That resulted in an independent arbitrator concluding that the university had violated its collective agreement with employees. This meant that the university was liable to cover any shortfalls in pension funding. In response, TMU agreed to scrap the 0.4% pension increase, but only for the faculty association members. For the other bargaining units covered by the pension plan, the increase remained, and that applies to QP233 as well. And that 0.4% also, we're not going to get back our pension, not going to increase, it's just for the funding. Even though QP233 workers have some of the lowest paid union jobs at TMU, they are still required to put in a larger percentage of their income into the plan. You know, the cost of living is going up. Our trade people are underpaid. When you contribute more in the pension plan, you always think you're going to get more at the end of 
when yeah. you retire, but that's not the case right now. We're not going to get that whatever we're contributing 0.4 extra, we're not going to get back at the end of the retirement, which seems to be uh, it's very unfair. The time I've come that we, we are only 109 or 110 members for the QB, mm -hmm. and the university can easily push us over any time because we are low in numbers. So I guess this is a time that we all members want to show our strength, yeah. what we strength, what we st stand for, mm -hmm. and we want to make sure that uh, we get a good deal out of this. That, that's all we want, right? We asked the workers we met what a strike will mean for the TMU community and what our campus will look like when their labor suddenly disappears. They are the main born, right? So custodians doing lots of setups. It is uh, exam time, power shut off, or trip. So yeah. exam has to cancel or they have to postpone, right? The right. students are not going to write on the dark. For just say cleaning washrooms, or having a soap, or a toilet is clogged, needs a tray person to do it. So it's going to have a, if we go on a strike for a long term, it's going to have an effect on, for sure, for daily basis of the, especially the hygiene of the students and staff. We are the workers who turn on the light mm. the first day in the morning and turn off the light and when everyone leaves. So we were the first one to come in and last one to go. We just need a little respect. I'm Benjamin Bilgan and you're listening to CGRU 1280 AM. With this, let's wrap up our news for this morning. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening. I will be back next week with some more news and morning mixtape. But until then, tune in tomorrow for more.